Hello and welcome to ECHO, Effective Cannabis Healing Ourselves. We are here to support, encourage, and change how medical cannabis patients are viewed and treated in our families, workplace, doctor's office, and communities. Today, we are excited to have the Etiquette Crew joining us, a group of ladies from Arizona, spreading their knowledge to keep positive through the negative, to hold up when all is down, take on all the energy, so that others can be free. Settle in, relax, and allow yourself to eat, hear each story of how amazing each lady is as they share their healing they have made with cannabis. Hi, ladies. Welcome, and I'm so thankful that you're here. Thank you. Very happy to be here, too. Can you give us a little idea of what the Etiquette Crew stands for? Um, so, yes, so we are the Etiquette Crew. Um, we started um, about a year ago. Um, basically just focusing on support, self-love, self-healing. Um, we've all come from the cannabis community and the industry, learned very much that cannabis and healing, self-healing, um, energy healing, physical healing, all of those kind of go hand in hand. Found out that I was learning the lessons but not actually walking the lessons. So really just needed to step back, create a group, um, hold ourselves accountable um, to make sure we don't forget our number one, which is us. Um, so we can pour from more of a full place, a healed place. Yeah, so that's the etiquette crew. <laughs> and all these ladies here today, um, yes, give their time, energy, teachings everywhere that they go. Um, and yeah, let's get to know them too. <laughs> um, yeah. And I'm Muffy D, usually in the community, known as Muffy D. Okay. Kind of kitty. You want to give us a little explanation of your role with the Etiquette Crew? Uh, sure. So I go by Kind of Kitty at least for the last, I want to say, two years. Um, but yeah, I learned about Donna and what she wanted to do and wanting to help and heal and just reground ourselves. So. I do a lot of art, and my art, people ask me, like, well, what, what style, what is it? I have no idea. It comes from a place of feeling. It's uh, trauma. It's, it's beautiful, but I'm also there, like, 100% for the crew, for the ladies. It is really, really big on supporting each other. Like, my voice is shaking. It really is huge for us, for me. That's the emotion that we like to see and hear. You are all beautiful women. You all have a beautiful role to play and you all have something to give, something that no one else is able to give right now. And there are people out there that are looking for this. And some people don't even know they want it yet. And that's what we hope that we're gonna be able to do with all of us talking about this, is it give people the opportunity to hear this. I meet with people daily, weekly. I meet people in hospital settings and they don't even know that cannabis is an option for a treatment. We have to change that. They have to know that they can heal themselves if they want to, and they have to learn to invest in it. And you guys all play such a big role in that. It's, it's, it's amazing and exciting to see and meet all of you. Amanda Rosebud. My role is so 
seldomly seen at the etiquette crew. I'm always so far away. <laughs> My name's Amanda Rosebud, and I work at Oasis South Dispensary. I'm a bud tender, patient consultant, um, survivor, and um, I believe wholeheartedly that we can all heal each other. So that's what I do. That's just what I do. I sprinkle a little here, sprinkle a little there, sprinkle a little vibes here, a little here, a little here right here, and that's what I do. <laughs> so, that's awesome. We need more people dispensaries that are willing to and working with patients and helping them sprinkle it around to and heal with from within themselves. A lot of my patients are 55 plus, so that demographic um, has that stigma or um, well, some of them are old hippies and they know what they're doing, you know, and they just need the new technologies. But a lot of times I'm having to break stigmas and talk to people who have no clue about cannabis or what THC is or what CBD is and how they can work together symbiotically. And it's something that I have to do every day, teach people and show them how to do it. And I wish I could get way more in depth and like go to their house and like, light the bowl for them and stuff but <laughs> i just set them up i get each person that i come in contact with a nice plan um, experience it with them go down their journey with them and set them up and, stuff. and on the side i like to make my own espresso i like to make my own shatter i like to make my own edibles and i plan on having my own brand asap so much education we can do by working together from home and getting that information out and people don't have to leave their home together it and that's one of the things i struggled with because being so sick myself it makes it hard for me to be around people and i worried about being able to educate them and now i realize that we can educate them from home they don't have to leave and that's just truly an amazing thing that we get to do now so that's scary for me too and being out there on those front lines is, is a big thing. Having um, autoimmune diseases, and I've been home for three weeks sick, and it's been very difficult. But, you know, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> we understand what it is to be at home and have to uh, live in this new environment. So, and it's easy to do. I'm happy to be here and happy that I have the opportunity to do what I do. So, it's a matter of how you re how you look at it and how you think about it and it's it's all doable okay alienist oh i do more of like educational aspect of cannabis i do like to go in depth with like a lot of people because i personally have a neurological disorder so i think the entourage effect of all the cannabinoids and terpenes are incredibly important that a lot of people don't really understand they're more about the thc side and against cbd but really it all just like works together so my big part is just really like advocating for that physical mental and emotional health that like we all really go through like and i advocate a lot for mental and emotional health more or less because that's what all of us ladies go through constantly and um whether it's we're not reaching out enough or whatever the case may be, um, 
I really like to give an educational aspect of it because it's so important. Like some people may know it's important to reach out, but they don't really understand why. And when you don't understand why, you just don't do it or you're more likely to be against it. So I really like to speak up and like speak about what's important and just like connecting and really understanding like, you know, the use of cannabis and how it can bring people together and how it, you can live a healthier life with it. And how you have these social groups as well. Um, I think the Etiquette crew came together at a perfect time and she did something that a lot of people don't do, which was bring that emotional aspect into the group and like to make sure that we all stayed social and accountable as she was saying, but more on our emotional well-being, which, you know, a lot of people just don't do anymore. And so I definitely like to bring that education behind it. That's one of the beauties of cannabis for me is I think that being a woman, being a mother, being a grandmother is that we're taught to keep our emotional part of it down deep. Don't let it out. You have so many hats you need to wear, so many jobs mm -hmm. you need to do. And cannabis, actually, if you allow it and you give it the opportunity, will open your mind, take you to places that you probably never thought you could accomplish. And it is truly a gift. And I think that we as women have such an important role to play to show that it's okay to get in touch with your feelings in a way you never have before. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean that we need to go follow down the track of going and trying to understand every one of those feelings and what happened in the past. We need to accept them mm -hmm. and learn to move, live through today and for tomorrow and be the women that we've always been. We've always been there. It's always been inside of us. Yeah, and it's just really about striding forward and giving people that emotional support to stride forward. Absolutely, and education is something that I'm seeing is so missing right now in cannabis. We have the 101s, how do you mm -hmm. get high, or how do you, uh, you know, smoke a bong, or, you know, what's the endocannabinoid system, but we don't have the details of how each person with different medical conditions actually treats their health. I mean, I don't know, and we will get into this in a few minutes, but no one person is just treating one health condition generally. They're treating yeah. multiple health multiple. conditions. And how you treat them is very different for each person. Yeah. And having the correct access and the correct information before you go do that is so important. And it just really is something that I'm excited for us to delve into and understand how each of you are using cannabis, what you're treating, and how what changes you've seen. I'm so glad Donna brought us together. You guys rock. Like, look at this. Kira has... Okay, yeah. So, um, with the Etiquette crew, um, I can just, like, assist Donna with everything. Um, we want to eventually get a building, um, possibly a building with a kitchen. I have a small business that I run um, out of my home, and then I also work in the cannabis industry as well. So the promotions part of the Etiquette crew would definitely be um, part of my um, expertise. I think you've put together a great group of women here with a lot of multitasks that are going to be able to help heal, I hope, our communities and other women. 
and bring options that they may not have had access to before. I would like to go around and find out what brought each of you to cannabis. What is it that made you decide to start using cannabis for yourself? Donna? Um, so what brought me, um, long story short, just got out of, yeah, domestic violence shelter, needed a job, um, got this job in the dispensary, never did retail before, was concerned that I was not for this kind of plant for healing. Took me about eight months of studying and really working as a, re yeah, as a bud tender before I made the decision that that's how I was gonna medicate. I have just decided that I did not want to medicate with anything, that I could figure it out all, you know, um, yeah, with no medication whatsoever. Finding out just on the endocannabinoid system itself changed my entire view on it. And then it's been four years of me and patients, I'm a patient myself, just trying to learn about it. And yeah, same things you and I talked about, trying to learn terpene profiles, what's best for each diagnosis, how each person's different, um, how each batch is different. This has been a journey, I'm still, searching for that correct dosing and that correct medicating. I just know I've never felt better. I've never felt more like myself. Um, I call my internal static with cannabis. It's a lot more calm um, that I was able to make this group <laughs> happen. That would have never happened. It would have never happened without three years in the cannabis industry, without meeting people like you and every person in this group to tell me, teach me more about myself and completely linked by cannabis. You are more open to talk to someone about the deeper issues if you have that link with cannabis. It's beautiful. I've never seen anything like it. Um, and then the events, the energy. I don't know, there's so much I can talk about it, but without it, I wouldn't be here today, the way that I am today, so. Well, and the beauty of cannabis, I think it introduces us to people we would have never met. There, is, they, there are people, cannabis. they had to be plucked. Yes. And it's like, what? that's the powerfulness. It brought us into one building where I could talk to multiple people like myself. That was never offered before. I was very much alone, very much isolated, completely no connection to any blood or person that was close to me. Um, very much alone. Um, cannabis is, yeah. And I want to talk to every person and every being about it because just in the endocannabinoid system, if we could just say fuck everything out, fuck the feelings, you don't believe in all that, that's fine. In a scientific make you feel better, it works. So um, we can go on facts too, but yeah. That's well, I mean, the more we learn about cannabis, the more we understand how it's hitting and, and reacting with our receptors. We all have receptors that our cannabinoids are responding to and terpenes are responding to. Correct. They're pharmaceuticals. So as on each level, it's just all facts. And I do believe in whole healing. Um, it goes hand in hand and cannabis brings all of that together. So yeah. uh, I wouldn't be where I was, am now if I hadn't have done whole healing, looking at my diet, exercise, right. my thought processes, I call it brain health. That's uh, where we're at, brain health. That's I do where not I wanted like, to. 
I do not like the word mental illness at all. I think it's a very derogatory name. I think it's very harmful. I think it's put women in lots of places they should never be. Okay. And I think that we need to focus on improving our brain health. Okay. And we can do that with cannabinoids and with I, cannabis, yeah. I guarantee you. Okay. Yes, I agree. Awesome. Okay, Amanda Rosebud, can you share with us how you got involved with cannabis? I have a long love story with cannabis, y'all. <laughs> um, I can't remember a time in my life where cannabis wasn't in my life. Um, my dad was a hippie, so I always was involved with cannabis my whole life. And so obviously it started like any other kid where you're just experimenting with pot. But then I realized that I did need brain health. And I love that word. That's the best word ever. Um, mental health makes you feel bad. The word mental health makes you feel like shit. And I don't like it. Um, and I have uh, several brain health issues. I always have. I was born with it. And so cannabis has always helped me. And I've always been on medications. Um, I've had 57 surgeries. I recently had 17 tumors in my neck. And I, um, a year and eight, a year and nine months ago, um, had cancer in my neck. And I cured myself with RSF. So um, when you get serious about cancer and you get serious about brain health and you get serious about all these other things, <laughs> we have to heal ourselves because these doctors aren't gonna do it. And all the plants that we need are right here around us. All the herbs, all the plants, everything we need. Um, I recently found Tulsi tea. I mean, there's so many things. Your apothecary cabinet should be full at all times. And we need to learn and teach each other about all that. Cannabis is part of that. It's apothecary. So in healing myself with cannabis, I've met a lot of really helpful, helpful, helpful people. <laughs> the people who are um, trying to shove pills down my throat, to say the least. Like I got off nine medications in the last year on cannabis and really got serious about it so I, I don't long story short cannabis is everywhere um my dad's dying of cancer right now um he's been on rso every day for the last year and a half and he's alive so you know he isn't gonna see a doctor he's just eating rso and when he's not on rso he falls on the floor sick when he does eat rso he can eat he can sleep he can talk, he can walk, he can do anything. Um, I've been down for three weeks now with coronavirus, um, but I started eating my RSO again and now I feel great. So RSO is important and cannabis is important and I just don't know what else to say about it. <laughs> I should have wrote it down before I came on, but no, I, was, I thought I was too soon and here I am. No, you did great. I think that when we say it from the heart, when we say it from how we feel, it resonates more with people that don't understand cannabis and don't see it the way that we see it because we're all pretty biased sitting here. But it's because all of us have made improvements in our health and life that we never, ever thought we would see in our entire life. Right. And nothing that any doctor was ever able to offer us. No. And there are medical treatments that are necessary that Absolutely. are in the pharmaceutical world, but it's not the answer for everything. And we need people to understand that it's in their hands if they will just take that choice. 
I have a question for you, Amanda Rosebud. Is it, has your ideals or thoughts around cannabis changed over the years? Because you said you've been exposed to it all your life pretty much. So have you really had a change in your yeah. thought process about cannabis? Yes. Um, and that's a real smart question because here's how it is. Like it matures just like a, a person matures. So when you're around it your whole life, and I mean my whole life, like entire whole life, I remember my friends would um, take a bite off my dad's spoon and say, oh, your dad smokes pot, you know, and I never knew that when I was that little, like, I mean, little, little, you know, so I learned really quick that cannabis was there and I didn't like it at first, but then, you know, so it matures like an adult, you, you mature into it and since I had so many medical problems, I had no choice but to look at it in another way, you know, and when you have to break it down and you have to think about, well, what is it that I'm doing that's helping me? And what is it that's happening in my life? And how is cannabis playing a role in that? And, you know, I broke it down and after 57 surgeries, <laughs> I think I've saved more lives than any doctor I've ever met. Um, and that's honest to God thing. That's not a bragging thing. That's a humble statement. Um, I save lives with cannabis and we all do each one of us. And it's amazing. And that's, that's just having it around my whole life. That's how I feel about it. Uh, I've never had the stigma and I've always been an advocate for it. I've always had to hide it until recently which is a hard thing to have to hide what's helping you and to not be able to tell all the doctors who are forcing you to take all the pills and killing you. Um, you know, you don't want them to kill you, but they're killing you. And you can't tell them that you're smoking pot and that you don't need to take that pill because you're smoking pot or that you're eating an edible that's helping you and you don't need those three pills because I'm eating this edible instead of taking your three pills 10 times a day. You know, like, <laughs> I've had medications where I've had to take three or four or five or six pills three or four or five times a day. And that's not a joke. And now I feel fantastic all because a plant, like if everyone could just understand a plant. <laughs> it sounds like you've gone through some of the same experiences I have of telling your doctors that you're using cannabis and they're like, well, I don't support that. And then once you start healing yourself and doing so much better, they say, oh, well, keep doing what you're doing, but it doesn't have anything to do with cannabis. Yeah, yeah you can't tell them. You just can't. Um, right. My doctors had me on so many medications. I had cancer recently. It was unreal. I threw them in the trash. I never even took them. And I recently had my own blood work done yesterday. And I saw that they drug tested me when I went in to have mental health therapy um, they drug tested me because of my insurance and um, I would have never known that they had drug tested me had I not went and got my own blood work done today or yesterday. But anyway, they drug tested me for cocaine and, and meth and all this other stuff. But needless to say, I had a lot of, me uh, a lot of marijuana in my blood. <laughs> they never mentioned it to me and they didn't cancel my insurance, which was what I was always afraid of. I couldn't tell the doctor because I was afraid they would cancel my insurance and I had to have the insurance. You know, a person who has to be in the doctor's office all the time, who's always dying, can't not have insurance. So you can't just go, hey, I need to smoke that joint, you know, because they don't want to hear that shit. 
you know, and I was always in fear. I never went in and just told my doctor, hey, I get high. I can't do that. You can't tell your doctor that until <laughs> recently. Then I started being honest about it and just being like, hey, look, you can keep your pills. I don't want them. I'm good. I won't go to the doctor. I have PTSD. I'm like, you know, <laughs> and I know this everybody is, else probably feels the same way. Yeah, and this is something that's you're bringing up so many good points. These are so many issues that we have to address and that have to be fixed. And that's why it's so important that we all come together and we start working together to try to change this. And we have that power. I believe that. I don't know that we're going to beat them with money, but I believe we're going to beat them with data. And if we put together our data, because everyone sitting here, if you're treating a medical condition, your medical records show the improvement that you're making. We don't need anybody to tell us. We don't, because we can do it ourselves. And that's what's so beautiful about cannabis because we actually are healing ourselves and our records actually show it. So that's awesome, Amanda. I'm so proud of you. Kenna Kitty. Kitty. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I totally was, um, yes, I was resonating a lot with you, Amanda, with uh, the doctors. I've actually told a lot of doctors because I started uh, late in the game, 20 years old. Um, I needed. I don't know, like four to six pills. So, I mean, to me, I didn't like it. A lot of it was like muscle relaxants, things for migraines, especially. Um, and genuinely believe that a lot of my migraines were um, dietary and stress induced. Um, but I went to a neurologist after having my son, and he's like, Have you considered cannabis? And I had already started trying um, by myself with my friend who. Um, she got me into it and she told me it would help and it really really did but i also like that you guys said that it grows like um it matures with you you just learn that you want to use it for as much as you can for all its potential that it is because it really did i mean it healed so much i'm coherent i have been let's see i don't know if it's mislabeling or what they want to call it but it's uh, bipolar manic depression ptsd schizophrenia before I was the age of 16, and all the pills that they put you on, all the weird side effects that they have, like, I genuinely don't even remember how many pills they pushed me within a two-week period being institutionalized. So that's where I was thinking of the telling your doctors. I didn't know that you shouldn't tell your doctor. I thought, well, if I'm being safe and I have my card, that there is absolutely no reason why they shouldn't believe me because I've been seeing regularly my whole entire life and it got random reactions but then I got pregnant I was completely um I, I cut cannabis out because I was scared and I was nervous and they had told me um they gave me the Zofran pills nothing was working I was dehydrated and in the hospital too many times so I told them look can I go back on my cannabis as long as I ask the obstetricians and the gynos and they said you know that's your discretion you have your card everything is legal we're not going to do or say anything about it just make your checkups and it was actually really great i had um gone into a mental mental institution and i told my psychologist the same information so that she was aware you couldn't smoke obviously while you were inside and immediately um it prolonged my stay there unnecessarily and they 
forced me to go to a drug abuse class afterwards. And I was still pregnant. And I asked them a couple sessions in, is this mandatory? Is there somebody coming to my home? And they said, no, you signed up for this. She signed me up for this <laughs> program that I had no, no understanding whatsoever. And I walked out and I never came back. But now it's so hard for me to trust an actual doctor. That's why our words become so powerful and are so important in what we're teaching and showing how we can do these things. So Side effects are so much less on cannabis products in general than they are on a pharmaceutical product. I mean, think about it. Even if you take an aspirin or a Tylenol, I mean, a lot of people are having a stomach problem from that. Mm -hmm. That makes you hurt. You know, it's not actually helping you. Whereas when you're taking cannabis, what are you going to do? You're a danger to a pantry or you're a danger to the refrigerator. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you're a danger to your pillow. You know, like, honestly, the side effects are just so much less with cannabis in general, no matter how you ingest it. And I, I medicate all day, every day for the last, I don't know, 26 years. And like, my God, I'm not on pharmaceuticals and I'm in the best health of my life so I don't know there's a huge stigma to the people who are using it as recreation because then you have to break through as a blood tender you see this a lot because you've got about 50% of people coming just to get high and you've got 50% of people coming to actually treat something and it's hard when you're, you're trying to medicate someone and you're trying to cure a disease you're trying to help someone with their anxiety but then they're just like oh but I just want to get high what's the THC percentage you know I'm like hey, but that terpene is going to help you better than that stupid THC percentage. Or, hey, if you actually knew what that strain was doing for you, you might actually find out that that's actually helping you. And then you have the people who are like smoking to get high that realize that, hey, this is helping me better than a pharmaceutical. So there's so many different ways of looking at cannabis. Absolutely. And I believe cannabis is going to be a preventative medicine if we look at it and take it and deal with it correctly. We as patients will never be able to determine that. But when I look at cancer and I say, okay, if this can heal cancer, why can't it prevent it? But we have to understand exactly what it is you need to do. I believe everybody should be on a dose of some form. That was an excellent point, Amanda Rosebud. Okay, Kira, how, how did you come to get to know and use cannabis? Um, my first time using cannabis was in high school. Um, I didn't use it a lot after that. I just, you know, tried it and was like, okay, that was cool, you know. Um, but I actually was born with sickle cell anemia. And so I started to notice, um, like when I was like 18, 19, that I would, I prefer to like smoke weed over taking the pain pills that I was prescribed. And so I started to um, smoke weed behind my mom's back in her house. And so um, when she did finally um, like catch me, she kind of was just like, well, I would prefer you to do that instead of taking the pain pills. And so um, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be or anything like that. And so um, <clears throat> that's how I first started medicating for, um, for my condition. And then shortly after, I started working in the cannabis industry. And so I've been able to um, help not only myself, but like other people as well, just learning how to treat their, their conditions and symptoms and stuff like that. So it's been uh, pretty, pretty rewarding so far. So oh, 
I think when we understand cannabis and understand how to apply it to our health conditions, I'm not going to say it will heal everything or change everything, but we have the ability to actually make some major changes in some of these health conditions that are serious for people around the world. Yeah. And we have that ability as us sitting right here to start sharing that and, and working and capturing that information and understanding what it is that we're taking and how is it applied and how are we making a difference. It's just awesome. I'm glad that you've been able to find help with it. And I can't wait to hear more about your journey. Hey, I'm yes, yes, I left you out. Okay. Yes. <laughs> it is a-okay. Um, I first started smoking when I was actually 13. Um, I was going through a lot of hardship as a kid, but I was more or less using it recreationally when I first started. Um, I actually didn't smoke in my weed routine. Like, when I got to like 15, 16, I actually didn't smoke at all. And then over the years, cannabis kept coming up and there were just studies and I've lived my whole life personally with a neurological disorder and Unfortunately, it's still unknown, uh, but it, my nerves run really slowed in a delayed action and it just causes a lot of like extreme fatigue and pain, which has landed me in the hospital more times than I can count. Um, so I was just honestly sick of pharmaceuticals personally. Um, I just couldn't take it. Like you feel like a zombie. You don't feel like yourself. You can't get anything done. It's like laying there all day long and just like being a vessel basically is how I'd put it and eventually I just came across a couple studies about how CBD is helpful for the body and things like that and so me I was going to high school more or less for psychology and then for you know um, personal training and now I'm in neuroscience to really understand the brain more and how the nervous system works and the more that I found out how cannabis like the terpenes and the different cannabinoids interact with the body um it just made more and more sense to actually use it and when i actually started using it as medication for probably the past like two years solidly um and i dosed myself but at the end of the day like now it's actually working and i haven't been in the hospital because of any nerve pain and I can't say, I can say I've gotten so much more done with like school and just in life being off the pharmaceuticals and actually just being able to use cannabis and, you know, medicate myself with that because it also helps a lot with my anxiety because I know like if anybody else who's ever been in pain all day long, it just causes so much anxiety too within you. And, I think that's really the hard part is that you can't control that anxiety and that fatigue you're going through of constantly just being tired. And so, yeah, I really find a joy in like actually like using cannabis. I don't like when butt tenders tell me that, oh, don't do that CBD strain. It doesn't work very well. It's a lot of people will ask like, have you ever felt a body high? Because that's what CBD is. And someone like me, it's like, that's, normally what I'm looking for and some people try and just like throw me in with the THC and I'm like you know I don't care about the THC like if you know anything else about the fire you can tell me that but like the THC for me I always say just doesn't matter because at the end of the day you can have a 15% with extreme terpenes and cannabinoids that are going to help so much more than something that's at like 26% or 31% THC. 
Absolutely. That's something we have to educate and teach. Uh, I'm definitely a pain patient myself. I lived in a chronic pain of 10 for decades. And then I found cannabis and now I live in a pain of three, something I never thought I would ever see again. So it truly is, but it's finding the right medicine and knowing mm -hmm. what you need to medicate with and making sure you're applying it correctly. That's the key. Mm -hmm. But it, it's all possible. It's just finding it and understanding yeah. it for yourself. And everybody's different. There's no, you know, there's not one I can just say, everybody just go buy this bud and it's going to do everything for you because you have, like you said, you have anxiety. So we have to yeah. think about that. We have to look at that. And you may have to medicate at different times during the day to deal with the anxiety and deal with the pain. You can't sometimes incorporate those. Yeah, I, when I was working as a bartender, my biggest question to my patients were is like, what are you doing while you're smoking? Because at the end of the day, whether it's a recreational user, it's a way to educate them. Like if they're just lounging around you, well, you're going to use this to help you lounge, you know, you're going to go out with friends, this one's going to be more up and about. But at the same time, when you're using it medicinally, like myself, you know, I always do strains, what I call paperwork strains. Like, I know I need to relax late at night, but I need to get my paperwork done kind of deal. And so when I would explain this to people, I always like to use more layman's terms because a lot of people, I think they get scared away from just like all the big wording and all the verbiage because after a while, they just, they don't understand and people are only soaking in so much at a time. Well, and it's a lot to take in because we're talking about a system that every one of us are born with, every one of us have, and our medical community doesn't even acknowledge it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that is the reason why we have lived with so many illnesses for so long. And it's mm -hmm. why they're not being fixed because we're, it's like somebody's giving us half the fix. Yeah. We're not addressing the whole body and everything that's in it. We're never going to fix these issues. I do yeah. believe with everything in me that we're going to end some of these health issues if we do address the endocannabinoid yeah. system and take it into account when we're dealing with these health issues. So, I mean, it's truly a big, powerful situation we have here that we have in the palm of our hands and a little green plant is going to solve it for us, which is truly amazing. So. Yeah, and it is amazing. All the terpenes they have, you know, I think like, after you can actually get people to understand what THC is, what the other cannabinoids are, not just CBD, but CBN and CBG as well, you know, I think terpenes are like the most important as well. And they're right up there with cannabinoids. Like I tell people they're out of even kill because at the end of the day, you have terpenes in everything, even foods that you eat. So I tell people like, if you know the main terpenes that are going to be like in the cannabis, you can always diffuse that over to whatever foods you're drinking and eating as well, you know, and really incorporate it in life because without that, it's like we're all missing a bunch of stuff and we don't even realize it. So where are you learning about your terpenes today? Because we don't put that on our medication at the moment. Honestly, I'm constantly just looking things up online when I can. I like to use more brands that actually show terpene profiles and actually get their stuff tested. Um, if you ask some bud tender that some shops will actually give you, like, because uh, some of the vendors will bring in, like, the pamphlets of what's in there. Um, I know Canahemp has helped me a lot with, like, knowing what terpenes are in their stuff, and when I've actually used those, I've actually seen differences. So, like, 
I know for me, limonene is like a big one. It's like one that's always kept me up and focused, you know. And that's the information we need to be sharing because that's how we all learn and, and figure out, okay, if we can see a pattern where so many people are using this bud and it's providing them with this effect, with this medical condition, then we can start developing patterns and then we can mm -hmm. take that to the grows and say, yeah. okay, these are the medicines that your people in your area are looking for and we can promise you if you can provide these, they'll buy them yeah. because they're providing the results that they need. There's so much data that we individually each have that I don't think we really individually know we have that, but we do. Just share all that information all the time because I think we forget as individuals that like, even though we do this every day and, you know, we're educating ourselves every day, it's like, well, other people might not have those times or the resources necessarily to do so. So just like really, yeah, if we could all share a big wide network of it, it would be amazing. And that's why Effective Cannabis got started, to be honest, is because I want to make sure that we're looking at this by specific medical condition and we understand what strains, what terpenes, what cannabinoids. I even actually don't even like to refer to it necessarily as strains. I like to refer to it more as cannabinoids because when we can dial it in and actually look at those cannabinoids that are necessary to treat that specific medical condition, and then we can figure out overall how that is to be applied because one of the things that we've learned in our study already is that everybody processes cannabis differently and CBD differently. And it interacts with your pharmaceuticals. And if we don't know that, then it's gonna cause a different reaction. And then how do we process it through our liver? I got a report last night about that they're finding that when people are using really high doses of CBD to get the THC level that they need, that they're actually harming their liver. And we're finding that this is happening. And this goes back to, we don't need to be doing such large doses. And just mm -hmm. because of the way we've taken hemp and made it that you can't have but 3%, 0.3% THC, everybody wants to use hemp because they can make a lot of money of it. I have nothing wrong with it, don't get me wrong. But when we're trying to look at it as medicine, I met with a doctor not too long ago and he was creating a new CBD product and he was saying, well, we're, we're recommending that they take 1500 milligrams a day. And it's like, well, what is that doing for them? I mean, I don't know. I don't have seen anything that says someone should be taking 15 milligrams of CBD for anything a day. And it, well, we're trying to help them with their pain. We'll just give them some something else with a little bit more THC. We have learned that there, yeah. a little bit of THC is necessary for most pain. So I won't pain, say yeah. it's for every pain. And we I find that a big one, yeah, like CBD management. I know a lot of people will come up to me and they're like thinking CBD is more like this quick effect. So like if a doctor is telling you, oh, this is gonna be used 1500 a day, like they're telling you use a lot of this, but at the end of the day, like I always tell people, you can use it immediately, but it's not gonna take effect immediately. Like this is a regimen that you have to actually utilize over time. You know, it's like 21 days to get a habit. It's like, no, 21 days for it to really start processing in your body. It's and so like a lot of people you see try new CBD as a quick fix and then they just realize like, oh, this actually doesn't work like this. <laughs> and it's like, that's why using hemp products, it's good, but it's not so good when you're using high doses and high volumes of it consistently. Everything we've looked at, everything we've touched, everything we study, 
it when you're using the full cannabis plant you will get better medicine I'm not, I'm not against anything else, but it, especially for patients that don't have access to full cannabis medicine, we have to give them something. But for full results, you really want to access full cannabis medicine, and that's where we mm -hmm. want to see medicine go, for sure. Does everybody here feel that they're achieving absolutely the best that they can achieve with cannabis right now? I don't think so. I think I'm, um, I, I do as much as I can, but I'm learning at such a slower rate than I think I, I should Information. I, I always throw that question out because I think it's really important because I think that we all sometimes are willing to accept whatever level we're at because that's what we've been trained to do with pharmaceuticals. We've been given a pill and it makes you feel however it feels and you're just kind of told, well, we can't do anything else. So I think that a lot of times we just accept that, oh, this is the best we can do. And the one things that I strive for and we want to make sure is that everybody is reaching the absolute best that they can achieve with cannabis. And that comes with education and understanding your body and how it interacts within your body. I can't wait till we have a test that we can actually run to determine how many cannabinoids you have in your system and which ones are deficient. That's possible. I know we're a long ways off from it, but it's something that's doable and it can happen. So, I mean, I think until we get there, though, we're going to always be striving to achieve more. Well, when you think about it, we're all just learning this at the exact same time. There is no expert in this. And I don't care how many people are studying this, how many people are looking at it. This isn't something we've been doing for very long. We're all at the same place. We're all trying to achieve a better health, a better mm -hmm. life, less pain. And until we fully understand how our own personal endocannabinoid system works and how we apply this medicine to that, I don't know how we are achieving absolutely the best. We're achieving what we are, but I think we all should be striving to achieve even better. And I think it's a goal that's possible and reachable. Yes, Amanda Rosebud. I just totally agree with you on that 100%. Like, there's always some knowledge to be gotten. And like until we are, like you said, able, like, I'm a phlebotomist and, and a medical assistant and as coming as a phlebotomist, yes, there is definitely a test there. there we can develop a test that can yeah. check what we're deficient in. And until we're doing that, we're not doing the best. We're not going to be doing the best until we are doing that. Like you said, you know, like we're, we can be doing better. Yes, of course, I'm doing great. But no, I'm not doing the best because I can be doing better. Right. I don't want anyone to just settle for okay. We've been doing that too long. We all need to be striving exactly. for better. It's okay. I just said in every aspect of our life, striving for better. Like that's awesome. I love everything you said. It's yeah. it's touching me in this place. Great. That's that's my goal. <laughs> I talk to people all the time that I want to try cannabis, but my husband's not in support of it because it's usually seniors, not always though, sometimes they're young people, but I'm not willing to step outside the bounds. And I really struggle with this because if I hadn't have accepted cannabis and started using it, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be improving my lungs, which is something we never hear of today. I wouldn't be living in a pain of three, I would be living in a pain of 10. And I wouldn't be making all the changes. I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you today. I wouldn't even be able to do this. I used to live and I was very ill. And being able to do this and, and 
be open about it and share it. People need to understand this is your life. This is your health. You need to be in charge of it. You can't sit back and wait for someone to be okay with it or accepting of it because you're the one that lives this life. Nobody else lives it. You live it. And I, it really frustrates me when people are holding you back from something because if you haven't lived in a pain of 10, I'm thankful for that. But living in that pain like that, you just, it, you don't want to live. And living on that edge and thinking about suicide is not a place we ever want anyone to be. And cannabis is changing that for a lot of people today. So it's important that they can hear and see, regardless if they know what the real name is. I think it's important that we share these stories. For me, Deb, um, could you just kind of explain how someone coming to your website like I have to be part of the study? Um, for me, you know, we are going to be working on consistently dosing my CBD and THC now. Um, yeah, during this quarantine, I've kind of been like this free-for-all for the first time, and um, I think I do need to be on a consistent regimen. <laughs> so when they come to your website, could you just kind of go over the basics of how they go there, sign up, um, how they can stay anonymous if needed, but um, these clinical sure. studies, as you say, are the most important. I would love to be part of that. Sure. Um, we set the website up so you can join openly or anonymously. We do ask for a lot of information about your medical conditions because we have to know what medical conditions you're treating. Our pharmacist goes through everybody's medical conditions and their pharmaceuticals and determines if there's going to be any, any reactions with THC and CBD because there are. And it's because there's some pharmaceuticals that you're using that are attacking the same receptors that CBD and THC will be. But we want to make sure that they're going to have a healthy safe process going through this so we help you guide you through that process but we don't always have doctors that are willing to work with us we're working hard to try to find doctors that want to work with us but as long as it's illegal federally it's going to be hard because yes. and we do offer doctors to work with us behind the scenes we have it set up to where they can come in and be behind the scenes work with patients and they can be anonymous Okay. And they can actually learn, but we're something, and it's a lot of work. Let's get real. That's why we have to start with ourselves. We fully believe in it, and I am. I'm ready to just feel better than I do and learn as much as possible. Uh, like I said, the endocannabinoid just opened up a huge door. Um, it still doesn't even autocorrect correctly. It's not even a word in the dictionary. It's an entire system in our body like right. all over and it's gone out of all existence because there's no money in healthy people. And we are up against corporate in all aspects, uh, but it's all right. Um, well, but if we can, yeah. we have the data. That's the thing I'm gonna continue to data. tell you. Yeah. We have the data. Every one of you need to request all of your medical records. But I've dealt you. with doctors for too long. I've worked with them side by side. And then I've been a patient, I've been an advocate. <laughs> I've seen uh -huh, every uh -huh. aspect of the medical field. And it is important that you have your medical records so that you can continue to document from this point forward so okay. that you're in charge of where those medical records are. That's one of the things that we recommend that everybody does when they join Effective Cannabis. Uh, the other thing that Effective Cannabis does is everybody gets a journal page. And journaling is one of the most important things that you will ever do in learning about cannabis and yourself. 
and that you document what you used, when you used it, how you used it, and how it felt. What medical conditions changed, yeah. everything. And so the first time you sign in, after you've logged in and become a member of Effective Cannabis, your journaling page is the first thing that comes up. Okay. So you can journal past history. If you have documents okay. that you have past history, I allow you to enter in past history and then you can move forward. The beauty about that is, is that other people can see your journals. Nothing on there is personal information. It just will have your name, whatever you choose to use. Okay. And will tell you will be able to see oh this person lives in chronic pain or they have chronic regional pain syndrome or they have ep epilepsy and this is what they're doing uh, as we get more patients I'll be fine-tuning that more so that you can actually follow a specific person if you find right. that somebody has the same medical condition that you do and you like what you're seeing and hearing that they're doing then you can I, actually I love follow that. them and then you can actually connect with them by using um, what we call the green room. We have a green room, which is our open discussion. So you can comment on anybody's um, journal that they put in and you can ask them, hey, I saw that you wrote in that when you took this, when you used this strain, you got a little lightheaded, let's just say. Can you explain that a little bit more? You can, you can reach out to that person, but everybody in the whole group and that's involved in effective cannabis can see that and comment on it. So we're trying to bring the conversation together, but for every journal that is entered in, Tom and I review those. Okay. Make sure that if there's something that needs to be tweaked or changed, or if we or feel researched. like we need to address it, if there's yeah, new research that. that comes out, we try to make that available. Yeah, I love that. Okay. Um, we, you know, we we try to make this so that it's a tool that you have access to experts or people in certain fields but you also have access to the experts that are actually doing it, which are the patients, because they're the yes. ones that have the most information out there. Correct. Right no one, so. All right, that was awesome. Okay. So, yeah, and I mean, so, and we also have what's called pain in the grass for patients that are just pain patients, because that takes on a whole different animal, I think. Pain in the grass, okay. Yes. <laughs> well, No, I, it's a big epidemic, it is. It is. It's like, how do we, show these patients there is a way that you can't combat it um and it is those pills are lethal well um, i was on 240 milligrams of oxycontin a day see that's a freaking that's a lot that's a lot yeah. okay and everybody that's said the only thing i had to worry about was being constipated no 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 they were trying to kill you yeah well uh, luckily i wouldn't let them so that's the good part about no this, you but... have a strength within you um i'm just yeah but when they threw me to the curb and said, we're out of here, we're not going to do this anymore because of the opiate crisis, I find myself sitting on the curb at 240 milligrams and no one wanting to help me at all. Right, right, right. That, that is the scariest place in the world to be. And I don't want to see another person that lives in pain be in that place. Right. That's what, that is the actual reason why I started Effective Cannabis. So that's pain in the grass. I think that's amazing. So we offer that to anybody that's a pain patient, they can sign up. They don't have to be in the study because I think that we need to be inclusive to people that don't have access to cannabis. Because I have so many right. calls that I get from people that live in states that they don't have access to cannabis. But we want to teach them about it because we're hoping that they'll eventually have cannabis eventually, in their state. Okay. And we also want to make sure that we're there to support them through this process that they have no control over. Doctors have abandoned patients completely, treating medical mm -hmm. conditions that they've treated for decades. 
and now they're not don't want to treat them because of what's called the opiate crisis and there's nothing that any pain patient did wrong and the beauty of it is is cannabis is far better than any pharmaceutical and now what i've learned about the pharmaceuticals and the way that it blocks your receptors because when you live in chronic pain and you're taking an opiate it doesn't work on your receptor it blocks it so right. my husband used to get so frustrated with me because he would say where do you want to go to dinner tonight i couldn't answer that question because i couldn't get it the question couldn't get to the receptor in my brain where i needed to but make that, that makes decision. complete sense when you did tell me that that was something i didn't even think about um it is it's very closed off and that's why we have to take more of the medication because you build a tolerance and it's like you wouldn't build a tolerance when you're taking the exact chemicals you know from that plant that you're needing it's open it's feeding your part you got homeostasis going on and in that pharmaceutical we're literally fighting it as soon as it comes into our bodies as soon as we take it um it's a foreign everything well that's Um, the way you need to look at it for sure i like i'm a very logical realistic when i take all the feelings out it is you also taught me that too that i healed too much from the brain and not enough from my heart and that's something i've been working on um since the last time i talked to you uh, yeah that shit's hard because i'm very logical and i get things and i need facts and data but it is there's this whole other part of this healing that is very much hard um but it is it's like until you know these yeah endocannabinoid system receptors blocked very much in these layman terms like you say um alienist that that's how i understand (laughs) you know um i am that patient that needs it really broken down like that but there's certain things that you've said that have clicked um and in all the ladies of the group that have clicked within me that i'm just like i wish i knew that just opened up a whole new way of thinking a whole new way of living you have to trust yourself that's the that's thing. hard too you know that you're i know that too you're all spitting it like it's easy <laughs> yeah that is the hardest it is i think that's why the group is so important the more i can put out trust in within the group i can then look like i said i just started really doing some heart stuff and it is it's trusting within ourselves which is the hardest uh, we all, yeah. Um, We've been trained to not do that. And right. I have a very trained body, I'm finding out. That's a very important sentence right there. Since the day I was born, I think I've been in a training of who I'm supposed to be, what I'm supposed to be. Um, we all have. Women have been yes, trained to be a certain, certain thing. And I think that, I, I just can tell you that having cannabis in my life has opened up and taught me that this is my life. Nobody else's. No one else I is going that. to live it. You, you can be over here on the side and you can tell me all this stuff about what I need to do, but you don't live this life. I do. And being in charge of it and taking responsibility for it, being proud of it, I, I think every woman here should honor everywhere they've been. Yeah. And they should be proud of where they've been because that's what's led you to where you are now. And that's mm-hmm. what's allowing you to find the journey that you live now and giving you the ability to be the strength that you are. I love that you link it to cannabis too, because I truly believe that. Like it needed to feed into my body to be able to project out this power, this strength, this complete, yeah, 
Well, you're different. giving it cannabinoids. That's exactly what yeah, your body okay, is okay. growing and what your body needs. And your body is deficient in those. We need people deficient. So the question is, I wrote this on the website. Will we always be unhealthy if we do not smoke cannabis or do not consume cannabis? Will we always be unhealthy? We will never get that full link up. Our keys hit, whatever they want to say. Um, but will we always be unhealthy? It was taken. Yeah. Look at it this way. You take your car to the mechanic to get it fixed, correct? Let's just forget that we have an oil pan that goes in it. Let's just leave it aside. Let's don't do it. How long do you think your car is going to run? How long do you think it's going to work? If we just what's ignore happening? it forever? That's what's happening. That's exactly what's That's happening. That's what's happening. Okay. Yes. Okay. We have an endocannabinoid system, every one of us. That's it plays happening. an important role. And until we make it inclusive in our health and improving our health and life, we're never going to be whole. I Truly appreciate every one of you coming by and sharing your story and sharing how you're getting involved with the etiquette crew. And I'm looking forward to what you're going to do. Do you want to give us a little update on what you have coming up or what's new and exciting going on? Um, yes. Um, what we're working on also right now is um, a trauma art show. Um, so kind of me and Ken and Kitty's art displaying um, our inner healing work kind of. For us, it was through art. People do healing and you know therapy differently um and so that'll be coming up march of 2021 it's kind of a far ways out we just want to get everything planned out and then continuously trying to meet with the etiquette crew group so we prior to corona it was three times a month we would just kind of sporadically schedule these meetings we will be trying to start that back up next month maybe once a month um just random meetings you need to embrace them that just being connected is the most important part it's not where you're connected it's how you're connected and that you're sharing it took i think someone like you though someone i already trusted i mean we knew each other for years if you think about it i am i'm just very i'm just learning about my feelings and gaining trust again and so it is it's um but thank you for being that person for me and i'm excited to learn more and yeah be part of this with you well i would love to have all of you be part of it if you're comfortable yes. with it and let us all learn and share and use our data to educate and teach this is about cannabis this is about us changing the world and making a, a better place for everybody to live and most definitely i want to see women have the advantage that they should have and have the recognition that they should have that's what i hope that the cannabis industry can become for women especially in the medical side we have an important role to play and we actually need to grab it, take it, run with it, make sure it happens and not let anybody get in our way. Mm -hmm. I, I appreciate you saying that. Thank you. We definitely do. Oops. Yeah. I don't want anybody to think they don't have a, a role in this because everybody is important and everybody matters. Nobody's any better or any worse. We're all equal. And I really look forward to working with all of you at the Etiquette Crew and being a part of and utilizing and supporting and uh, promoting everything that you do. Coming by and I hope you all have a beautiful evening. I appreciate you. Thank you for this. Uh, you're I will talk welcome. with you Thank soon. You. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye, ladies. Bye. Bye, everyone. Echo Podcast is provided by EffectiveCannabis.com 
where patients help patients collaborating on cannabis, CBD, pain, medical conditions, and life. A place to learn, share, and teach how to improve one's health and life using cannabinoids. Effective cannabis does not produce or sell any products. They study them. They passionately care about you, your pain, and your illnesses. We provide this as medical awareness. It is not medical advice. I will close with one final comment. Is today your day to take charge of how you will live with your pain and conditions? It is up to you to make the change. No one else can or will do it for you.